I'm Eric Humes with my co-host tonight, Adam Short. What's up, what's up? On the podcast, Staying in Trouble, where two young bucks talk about transitioning into being old bucks, (laughs) transitioning from, you know, being young kids into adulthood into where we are today as as fathers and, and great husbands. Um, I'm always known for my humble brag, so I just wanted to throw that down. Once again, thank you for listening in and subscribing. You can catch us on YouTube. We've got a, a live feed coming in, as well as you can reach... Uh, well, not live yet. Oh, not live yet. Not live yet, but we're working on it. And uh, you can reach... You can reach me at one of my business emails. You can reach Adam at standintrouble at Gmail. You can reach Eric at eric at vegasrooftops.com. The show is brought to you by Rooftop Realty. We're here at the Rooftop Realty Studios. Wanted to thank them for providing some of the, some of the uh, equipment. Um, this is our 10th episode. Number 10. I'm so excited for number 10. And it's kind of crazy where we've been and where we're going to. Um, so we're on Hollow's Eve tonight yes. and we wanted to talk about Halloween. So like on a scale of holidays, where's, where's Halloween for you, Adam? Uh, it's not high. It's not high. It's, it's, I don't know. It's a fun holiday with the kids. It's a holiday. I think for me that has the most memories. I have fond, fond memories of Halloween as a child. So as a kid, it was, it was really high up there, but as I've grown up, it, it, I don't know, maybe fourth down. I mean, Christmas has to be up there. Your birthday has to be up there. You know, little things like that. A holiday, it, it's a lot of memories. Um, see, now, for any new Nevadans, old Nevadans would know this, but Halloween is actually Nevada Day. That's correct. And when I was growing up, we had Halloween off, and we were one of the few maybe only states that had Halloween off. So we had all day to plan our costumes, our routes, anything that we were going to do for Halloween. We had that whole day off. So it was, it was a really big deal for us as a kids. So I'm glad to hear that you had fond memories of Halloween. My wife loves Halloween. I don't know if you know this, but my oldest is a Halloween baby. Oh, really? Yeah. Tomorrow's my son's birthday, so everyone celebrates his birthday with candy. So, <laughs> so how do you do that? Do you have a birthday party? Do you, I yeah, mean- we we have a birthday party this year. We're gonna have a birthday party November first. Uh, sometimes we you know we've done different things, just like just like any of the days. Uh, for those who know me personally, know that I like to celebrate my birthday year round. Like birthday is the <laughs> biggest holiday for me, um, but. Part of that is Halloween, uh, growing up as a kid, was a pretty traumatic experience. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, do tell, man. Um, like one experience, I remember being uh, for Halloween, I went to the local YMCA over off of uh, Valley View and uh, Charleston area. Yeah. And, man, I, I don't forget how I ended up there, but it was like a sleepover and I never really attended the YMCA on a normal basis or anything. Wait, they had a sleepover at the YMCA? Oh, yeah. Sleepover, and uh, it was a Lots Halloween thing. 
And dream right there. Yeah, Creepers. Like I, you yeah, can't even imagine weird. that today. Um, earlier on, uh, before that, um, I had a cousin who went to um, what is the the school of uh, Eastern for uh, for challenge kids, Stuart uh, Bishop Gorman. No, no I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, you know you know what school I'm talking about. And so no, I, I don't for challenge kids. Well, I, no, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I know what you're getting at. But, but so, no, my cousin went to that school. Uh, Helen J. Stewart is the name of the school. And my, my cousin went to that, and he was like a year or two older than me. And we went down there, and my mom had put on, I forget what the costume was, but they had put, my mom had put like face paint on my face. And it, it, it just, I felt like it was burning. Really? Oh, yeah. Don't, I, so it, it, like traumatically scarred me. How old were you? Oh, I was probably like eight. Man. And uh, can you imagine sending your eight-year-old to sleep at the YMCA? Oh no, I was probably like ten when I did that. Oh, but still, ten-year-old, dude. Yeah, I was still in. Ele- I think I was a fifth grader in elementary, and uh, but I think one of my friends went to the YMCA all the time, and I think that's how I ended up there. Where I grew up too was outside of town. Like I didn't grow up in like the city city part of vegas i grew up on the outskirts of town yeah and it was like a 45 minute hour bus ride into school like every morning and but going back to, so to halloween going back to like everyone oh i had this great experience i went around got a ton of candy dude all i spent a lot of halloweens trick-or-treating by myself wow. and not coming home with a lot of loot and then my parents would go out because, it, you know, like you talked about all those great things about Nevada Day. Yeah. Yeah, my mom was a county employee. So, so she had the day off. Yeah, so she had the day off. And um, they weren't really big on taking me out to go trick-or-treating. And then when my little brother came along, he's seven years younger than me. And and so then it ended up, uh, yeah, you're taking your little brother around to trick-or-treat. And we didn't live in a in a highly populated like wow. subdivision, so it was pretty lame, pretty lame. So yeah, that's a, that's kind of sad. It is, but that's where my wife and I balance each other out because she loves Halloween. We had a good time. I see. I grew up what four houses from your wife? Yeah. So we grew up in the same neighborhood. Let me paint this picture. Horrible memories. I've seen the videos. Oh. It is like Americana classic. Our neighborhood is, is, is a U-shaped neighborhood, and it was all custom homes. And all the lots were owned by one Mormon, and he only sold to other Mormons. So it was nicknamed the Mormon Square. Anyone growing up in Old Henderson knew where Mormon Square was. Yeah. And um, they were just all these homes, and it was U-shaped, and they put a block wall on the end of the U because too many people were driving the U and then stealing our bikes at night or whatever. So they put a block wall right up in there. Now, probably against all kinds of codes, but the mayor lived in the neighborhood, so it happened. Yeah. And uh, But anyways, that neighborhood would get, like, tons of kids. Tons and tons of kids would, would roll into that neighborhood. And like I said, we had the day off. We planned our routes. We knew where we needed to go. And we all get ready. 
And our parents would just let us run the neighborhood wild. We would go from house to house. We'd leave the neighborhood a little bit, go over to some other friends' homes, and we would just go nuts. But my old man, my dad, would make me go over to Doc Jones's house. <laughs> and at Doc Jones's house, he was a dentist. And he used to give out little bags of a toothbrush, a little thing of dental floss, and a little tube of, like, toothpaste, right? Right. Son, you got to go to Doc Jones's house. Go there first, and then you could go get your candy. Because I think he was just so cheap that <laughs> I got a free toothbrush. So all the kids had to go get free toothbrushes. So we got we go there first, get it out of the way. So he gives out our little bag of dental hygiene. And the rest of us, we start hitting up all the houses. We start going around and doing our trick-or-treat. We knew which houses gave the full-size candy bars, not these little-size candy bars. And we just had a great time, and we run the neighborhood and run the neighborhood, and we had a lot of fun. So a you, lot of fun. you don't allow your your older kids to do that now, because you guys live in a great neighborhood now. We do, we do, we but we go with them. See, my wife now has a tradition; she makes homemade donuts. You ever had her homemade donuts? Uh, let me check. You never my come. Phone. Let me check my phone. Oh, yeah, no. zero invites on that one. Oh, come on, wait. At our house, she's always making donuts, and she passes out candy all at the same time. I usually take the kids around the neighborhood, hitting up all the homes and uh, doing the trick-or-treat thing. All my older kids, they're gone. They, they usually have a party to go to or something else. We, and we, and we our our neighborhood is, is a older, uh, like uh, populated by more baby boomers. And so there's not a lot of trick or treating so much on our our neighborhood or our street. So we so the baby boomers don't boomers boomers <laughs> boomers <laughs> they don't put out candy. Uh, not, I can not see so a bunch much. of old people putting out candy. No, they they don't want to be bothered. Oh, man. And so we head over by uh, Mannion. Traditionally, we always hit up the dinosaur house. Yes, uh, my kids, you know, knock on wood, usually win one of their special prizes. Uh, VIP prizes. Nice. Well, they recognize. They yeah. recognize. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, traditionally, we've headed over to some friends' house over by Mannion. Um, this year, we're going to keep it closer to our house and hit up with uh, with Sarah's family. We're going to hit up uh, over by uh, uh, over there off of uh, Magic. So nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of lot of wonderful memories of Halloween, and that's why I like. Today's Halloween's a little frustrating to me just because I had so many grand memories of Halloween. My kids love doing the trunk or treats and the fall carnivals and stuff. And to me, it wasn't we my... Love fall, we love fall carnivals. Uh, for those listening, we have a dunk tank. We have oh, snow yeah. cone machines. Yeah. We have time. popcorn. But, uh, but they, they weren't the Halloween that I kind of grew up with. But it, it's really important, and this is a good fatherly advice, is sometimes it's really important to keep sometimes your own opinions of certain things to yourself and not ruin it for your kids. My kids love the trunk or treats. They love going out. They love their Halloween experience. It's not the same Halloween experience that I've had, but it's important to support them in their Halloween experience because that's what they're going to remember for the rest. They don't have one to compare. They didn't live when I was young, so they don't know what it's like. But so it, it's really important not to kind of like the way it was when we were kids and how much fun we had at it. 
it's just not the same. Doesn't make it bad. It's just not the same. No, I agree with you. Uh, there's a lot of things like my opinion on Disneyland, my opinion on certain things, and even you know to a certain regard, sports. You know, my opinion on on certain things, and and I think as they get older, we recognize, hey, this is something I desired as a kid, and now as an adult, I'm fulfilling that desire, and yeah. that was that's for my own fulfillment. That's not necessarily for my child's fulfillment. So, you know, change isn't bad. It, it changes part of life, and, and you just kind of have to roll with it at times. And, and that's what I, I usually have to do for Halloween. Uh, it, it's, just, it's just kind of a different time. I just remember running around. Uh, I'm going to – I really want to share this story, and I hope a couple people don't get too uh, – I don't know. There was other people involved, so – but uh, this story, I'll try to leave some names out. But one time, we were too old for, tr- for trick-or-treating. And we're 16 or so. So we wait for all the trick-or-treating to get done. And I'm in a buddy's truck. It's an old Ford Rangers. You know, those old early 90s square box Ford Rangers. Sweet ride. Oh, it's a great. That ride was awesome. That red, the red little engine that could, man. We rolled that thing, beat it up. <laughs> we tore it up, and it kept going. Yeah. It kept going. So anyways, we go around. Trick-or-treating's done, mind you. All the kids are in bed. It's a little bit later at night, and people leave their pumpkins out, their jack-o'-lanterns out, right? Some of them are still burning. Sometimes the candle's out. You know how they start to sink in a little yeah, bit yeah. and get a little bad? So we went around and decided to do a good thing and collect them all. So we filled the truck. I mean, filled it higher than the cab. Picture the truck and picture a massive load of pumpkins in the back of the truck. Man, you guys were just good Samaritan after good Samaritan. So we, what are we going to do with all these pumpkins? We thought it was fun. We were running up to these homes, snagging their old pumpkins that were only a few hours old, and throwing them in the back of the truck. So we ran around town, and we did this all over Henderson. And my buddy that I was with, I, I think he liked her. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But he... There was a girl's house that he wanted to dump all the pumpkins <laughs> on the front yard. That, that's kind of a, a show of an affection, I think. But you know, he was I being think tough that about I've, it. I've heard a lot of stories about that theology of, yeah. "Hey, I think I like that girl, so I'm going to do something stupid." And I still know the family that we dumped all the pumpkins on, so I'm not going to say. But he's probably sent at home if he listens and's like, "I knew it, I knew <laughs> it was him." But anyway, so we dumped all the pumpkins on his front yard. All of them. I'm talking, Eric, it had to have been hundreds of them. When That's impressive. Them on the, it, it was impressive, but it was kind of messed up. And we dumped it all over his yard, and we left it there. Man, I, that guy comes out of his house that next morning. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what. I, obviously, I wasn't there. But I just imagine him being, me as a dad today, waking up early the next morning, being out all night with the kids, trick-or-treating, got to go to work the next day. Oh. You show up, and then you have at least 500 or more pumpkins broken up De- dead pumpkins dead rotten pumpkins all over your pretty grass yard oh yeah it was it, it was maybe not my finest hour but those are my memories of it just just fun i hope he's not listening he might well, he might be holding the, his family might be holding the torch <laughs> that I, might that being I might be not. on his like uh hey if i pass these are some grudges I need to I need to square. So he uh, 
he helped coach one of the little league teams and my son was playing against. And I remember looking at him like, I'm sure he doesn't know. I'm sure he doesn't know. But I, it's still fresh in my mind. So oh. I, I still got to be kind of cool with it. But, he, you know, I'm sure I've and, done and some stupid things. And, and, guys, and my home has been toilet papered. And it's funny when it happens to me today because of my teenagers, friends, they come and do something to our house or something to our cars or something. At first, I, I start to get a little upset. And then I realize, you know what? How can I get mad? Yeah, no. How can I get mad? Toilet paper, and I take as a compliment, it's uh, marshmallows in the rocks. That that uh, <laughs> now that gets a little frustrating. Or, <laughs> oh man, I soaped your when when your wife was young, and her sisters. I went over to their house, and they had this brick. Well, you've been there. I've been there. I've been there. You know that type oh, yeah. of brick on front. It's kind of a rough finish yeah. brick home. Really nice. Right. And I, I hope it's still not highlighted on the brick. But I don't think but so. We, we took a bar of just soap out of the yeah. bathroom, and I wrote on the brick. And I don't think I even wrote it. I think we drew some silly pictures. We toilet papered, and we messed with the whole house. Right, which was a regular occurrence from what I understand yes. at that house. Yes, it was. There's, there, there's lots of stories here. I mean, you know what? One of these shows, we probably should have our wives in here and, and kind of clarify some of this. But anyways, yeah. for years, that soap did not come off that brick. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I, I, don't, I can't even remember what kind of soap I used. But for years, I remember going back to that home years later and still seeing the highlight on the brick. I'll, I'll have to look right for that. Right by the front door when you walk in up I to was the just front there. Door. I don't remember seeing it, but I'm going to look for it now. I really hope it's off. I feel bad. Like when I became an adult and I still saw some of that highlight, I'm thinking, man, what a jerk teenager I was. What a jerk. That's it's probably quality Pepcon soap, so it probably had a little <laughs> extra extra minerals in it. Had a couple extra minerals, maybe some, uh, you know, quite a few extra uh, ingredients. But the neighborhood that, that that Mormon Square was a fun place to grow up. You, I mean, mind you, I told you all the homes were owned by Mormons. Yeah, and so what? They all had tons of kids. Yeah, so you could just imagine the chaos of kids. The night late night footballs until the streetlights came on the running up and down with our bikes and getting in trouble and this and that. I mean, it, it was, it was a lot of fun growing up in that neighborhood and Halloween was just one of those highlight times. And the other part I, I do love about Halloween is the weather is finally cooling down. We just get over a, a, a long summer. People are getting tired of the heat and here comes October with that nice cool breeze and and, and it's, it's just a fun time of year yeah yeah you know uh well and that's sort of that same reason that's why i like to hang out at my cousin's house growing up because he grew up uh like two blocks down from rancho which uh is not a highlight subdivision today but when i was then. a kid <laughs> it wasn't even then but as a kid you don't really you don't notice i don't think you, you you're oblivious to it and so as kids, like my cousin and I, we we went everywhere. There was like a rec center we went and used. There was uh, community pools. He had, he had a huge pool in his backyard. We played home run derby down at where the state building is. That used to be a ball field. And we'd get a bunch of guys from the neighborhood and go play home run derby, go play football, do all those things. Where I grew up was out in the sticks and... You know, yeah, I got to ride horses and I got to take care of horses, 
but I also had to go. One of my one of my close friends was like a half hour bike ride away. That's why you're in such good shape now, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's you know that's something I wish we had more kids in our neighborhood, and and uh, that's one of the the things I kind of like we teeter on all the time. But now we, you know, our fr- our kids have their friends, and we just you know we just let them go over there and and now they're old enough to to roll on their own so it's kind of weird when they get old enough to like i got three now that are too old for trick-or-treating and they the the stuff they do what they're interested in now and two you got two that are too old Ryder's not too old he's 15 yeah that's that's right there on the cuffs he's gonna be out okay he's gonna be good question there. there what's too old I don't think 15. I I I I, I kind of predict seeing some 15-year-olds that being like the last cuz I still think like especially is disguising that by taking the younger kids around. Yeah, okay. If they got younger kids with them and they're doing kind of yeah. that responsibility, I get it. But uh so <laughs> I I I've been looking on on Facebook yeah. and they're saying that to be nicer to kind of some older kids that may have that are autistic. So they suggested to carry a blue oh, I saw pumpkin that. Yeah, or a I, blue I, bag to show that, hey, this kid may be older, but his mentality is, is younger. younger, right? Yeah. And I, I was telling my wife that, like, hey, you know, some older kids come by, make sure they got blue buckets. And she goes, that's what we're doing? She goes, well, guess what I'm going to be for Halloween? I'm going to go get me a blue bucket and go fill it up. Like, Dude, that's horrible. <laughs> but it was funny. That was funny. <laughs> but uh um yeah, I think Ryder just wants to I think he wants to be older anyways. He's he's very mature for his age, I think. I don't what, know where he gets it from. Yeah, what I don't know. Is this a different writer? Or it's, a, it's the only one that I know. Maybe this is a different version, like version like two point five when I'm around dad. Well he's, he's I got your dad. He he still likes to have fun, but he's he. He always talks about grown-up stuff, like what he wants to do for the rest of his life, how he wants to save money and stuff like that. He's, he's actually making me look really good as a dad because, I mean, I don't know everything, and I, 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 I like to fake it till I make it type thing, you know. But with him, he's, he, he does all right. He, he really wants to think outside the box, education, future jobs. He even does research on different types of jobs and stuff like that. He's did a bunch of research on being an air traffic controller and was really interested in how to get experience and stuff. Then he read that that line of work is starting to uh, shrink a little bit because it's more, it's going to more computerized stuff. The computers are letting these planes know how to land and stuff like that. I don't know much about it, but you know, and so he learns that they're hiring less and less people and it's more computer type, Based yeah. type of a job, it's going automated type thing, and so he realizes, oh man, I better think of something else. At the age of fifteen, mm, my, I, my, I still thought I was going to be a pro baseball player at the age of fifteen. I think you thought that up until like five minutes ago. Well, last Thursday I had softball. Yeah, I was still thinking it then, like maybe a scout would just happen to come by a royal. Yeah. <laughs> No, my so my kids uh, a lot of time. Well, my daughter, she's she's picked out her profession. She's going to be a teacher. That's literally for her birthday. We'll take her to 
Lakeshore or take her and buy her other teacher supplies. She loves it. Really? Aiden, he, you know, he's like, yeah, I want to be a slumlord. I want to be an entrepreneur. He's ready to be a a business owner. He's smart. He's smart. When when we were talking about stuff, he's, he got a head on him. He does. And, uh, and he's good at negotiations. So, um, I think he may end up more in the legal field, I think where he's going to end up, but, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that we enjoy with our kids is their creativity and their innocence still. So we, the Aiden hasn't quite, uh, gone full blown. I'm too old for that, but, uh, there was an experience talking about, you know, too old. So I've got a daughter that's in uh, sixth grade and I got a son that's in eighth grade. And my wife is a little bit of a jokester. She sits up. I don't know if you saw on Facebook, she had a skeleton and we had him sitting on the pot. <laughs> Dude, it was hilarious. Great. And so we waited all day. When I say we, meaning her and I waited all day for our kids to come in and and get spooked by it. So we're like, <laughs> hey, they? can you come in here and you gotta clean up this? And and it was in our is in our bathroom and and our daughter comes in and she's like, Oh, I saw that earlier. You saw that earlier? What? <laughs> They're like nonchalant. We're like, come on. And uh our youngest son comes in and He's like, yeah, I knew it was there, but he still laughed and giggled, and he thought it was funny. And then our oldest comes in, and he's like, oh, yeah, I saw it earlier. No big deal. <laughs> and, like, our my wife's heart and I were just, pop, like, totally heartbroken. We're like, what? Getting We've been older. waiting on this prank all day, and you guys totally missed it. Or you guys totally took the air out of it, so. You know how you fix that? How? You have another child. Oh. <laughs> pull uh, pull uh, Adam and Shelly. I don't know that we're quite to that level. It has nothing to do with level. It has all to do with bad luck. No. No, it's it, it's good. It's it, That's fun, man. That Those are awesome times. Man. Yeah. Those are awesome times. Would, uh, would you ever want any of your kids to follow in your footsteps and become a realtor and kind of take over the – the business one day and that you can step out and retire and yeah you know so uh does that ever cross your mind oh all the time and so like when the kids were young and we'd have career day dude they were totally excited 100 percent 110 percent proud right they're like uh you know this is how you do everything that you know they're mm-hmm. like this is my dad to where by the time they were like in fourth and fifth grade they're like uh let's keep moving uh, you know, yeah. or like even now, like when they were little kids, uh, we would spend like one day and they'd go out with me or go out on appointments. And now it's like, uh, yeah, hey, does anybody want to go out with me? Go show homes. And they're like, eh, rather do other things. Thanks. Pass. Yeah. And and uh, and so I don't. Uh, and I, so I think what I've taught the kids is entrepreneurship. We've taught them the value of money the value of investment, the value of, of, uh, you know, you know, pick what you kind of pick a goal out in front and then try to achieve it. And I think we've, we've taught our kids more that than necessarily, you know, being in real estate or being in a certain industry. I would love to have some legacy, but, um, at the end of the day, I, you know, like you said, my, my son's pretty smart, so I don't want to get shown up by him too much. My daughter's way smart. She's a, you know, practically, you know, straight A student. 
And so there's a lot of little things like that where um, I think entrepreneurship, I think being business owners, uh, I don't think is that far out of their their uh, comfort zone. Awesome, man. Yeah, you know, any good parent out there wants better for their kids than what they have. I want, I mean, of yeah. course I want that, you know. But at the same time, it's also them being happy. And, and it's, it's the funnest thing for me having my oldest child at 18 and then my youngest is still three to see the different stages of all of them and see how they kind of develop and how what they get interested in. And, and we encourage it. We encourage whatever they kind of get into and, and, you know, find out. One question my daughter, my oldest daughter, she gets this a lot is, well, what's your plan? What are you going to do? Well, and in, in all fairness, like up until your daughter was probably like 13 or 14, she was like near perfect. Like she was, she was always like team mom's like super assistant. Like yeah, she was she, Johnny on the spot. Like she, and so it is a little bit of, uh, you know, cause I've watched her grow up and it's funny when you say that, I think I kind of understand a little bit more of the context to that, to where she's like growing into herself. And, and one of the things like I was talking to my son, my oldest son tonight is, you know, I told him, I said, I don't, I don't want to manage what you want. I don't want to micromanage, you know, whether you're doing this or doing that. I said, I want to encourage you to do, you know, more exercise. I want to encourage you to eat healthier, but I want you to, I want you to make those choices for yourself. I don't want to, um, you know, and so even in the LDS church, they're encouraging youth all across the board to lead out, lead out, lead out. And I yeah. think even in life, so we have all these, and I think for all kids, no matter which faith they're at, is the world is forcing them to be themselves earlier, like, find, you know, kind of grow out of your shell a lot sooner. Yeah. And... uh I think that, well, and, and that's where my daughter's at. She doesn't really have a 100% plan. And I keep telling her, and she feels bad to say that. When people ask, they, they expect, and you know, some of her friends have everything laid out. I'm going to this college. I'm doing this. I'm going to study this. And I keep telling her, it's, like, it's okay not to have a dead set plan right now. It's okay. My, my keep living. You're yeah. going to change your mind. You may change your mind a couple times. You may change it three or four times. Life is going to throw curves. They're going to throw maybe some disappointments, but some positive, wonderful encouragements. And you're going to grow and you're going to learn. And, and you kind of develop where you're at. When I graduated high school, I didn't think I was going to join the plumbers union and, and continue to keep working this way. I, I did. I enjoy it and I absolutely love it, but I didn't think at that time that was going to be my path, but things happen, things yeah. change. And, and, and here well, I am. So those regards, like my, the best professor I had in college was my history professor. And he like mold around from like age 18 to like age 23 in life, like just kind of hippie mold, mold around, like didn't, didn't even start college or anything until he's like 23. And I never really understood that. Like I have some nephews who are struggling with, let's call it their career paths, right? Mm -hmm. And they're getting some life thrown at them. They're getting some life curveballs, you know, outside, inside. And, and, 
and yeah, there's so much of a push to be like a tiger parent and to know, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what we're doing. And I want to say, hey, it's okay just to mull around a little bit because you know what? Life is still life. You know, what you're going through is what you're going through. And, and I, you know, that's one thing I love is everyone's got their own story. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have to be the same. And you're going to have kids who are high achievers, you know, like I wish I would have, we would have had a program where you could, you know, you know, graduate with your associates when you're graduating from high school. Yeah. I probably totally would have done that program. Um, but you know, nowadays they got, you got the high achiever program. Hey, I want to get done with this. You got other people that want to go to MIT, Stanford, like whatever, yeah. you know? And then you got, you know, they're talking about you're in the, in the plumbers union, you know, now they're saying, Hey, you know, as a country, we need more tradespeople, yeah. right? Yes, absolutely. But on the flip side is it's actually driven up the wage costs for the current tradespeople. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody supply wants to change. And demand. Supply and demand. Nobody wants yeah. to change a, 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 a toilet. Dude, that's like, you know, people <laughs> are like, I need to have a radioactive bio suit to change this toilet. I might get some sewage on me. Is this gas okay to breathe? I'm like, yeah, you've been breathing it every day, bud. Yeah. You know, it's, it, yeah, that's, and that can even be, man, that's a whole topic for another episode, man. Yeah. I, I, and the other thing is the, the kids are comparing themselves a lot with each other and trying to fit a mold. And, and we can get into that on another episode for sure on, on what social media is yeah. doing to them and stuff like that. But, you know, it, this has been fun, man. It, this, this has been is, good. This has been a good episode. Uh, we really appreciate everyone supporting the podcast. Like Eric said before, you know, we have different ways of reaching out, Instagram, Facebook right now. Uh, I also started a Patreon uh, account at Staying in Trouble at Patreon. I, I'm going to be honest. I just started it like a week ago. I don't know that much about it. I'm kind of learning the whole program myself. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've never opened one up before. So uh, we're kind of getting into that. And we want to keep this podcast growing. So if you're feeling generous and you want to help support us and uh, some of this equipment and microphones and stuff and, and trying to keep this going. Um, uh, Reach wanted, out, yeah, subscribe. We want it to keep going. Watch us on, uh, watch our channel on YouTube. Uh, we're going to keep great guests coming like what we just had uh, with Will on gaming. Donovan Stewart who brought a wealth of information. We'll probably bring him back just to focus. We had a lot of parents reach out to us afterwards. Uh, about the scholarship process. And so we're going to get Donovan back on just to focus on that. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had a lot of great guests. I think even with Marcus, we'll have Marcus and maybe have his, his nephew on about, uh, you know, college sports. Um, a friend of ours, you know, his son was just drafted, signed a seven-figure contract in the major leagues. Um, he'll be on here shortly. He wants to come on and, and kind of tell his story of being the parent, you know? Um, yeah, it is all about the kid, but that's a lot of work on the parents. Yeah. And, and he realizes, you know, that they're one of the lucky families to have, uh, you know, have a, have a son in the major leagues as a professional athlete. And so, um, I'm excited to hear Ryan come on and, and talk about that experience and that, and that, uh, adventure. So. Yep. Yep. Well, right on, man. Thanks for listening. We'll sign off and we'll, we'll catch you on the next time. All right. Thank you. See ya.